Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Garden Walls. Tonight, we'll read the opening to The Lazy Tour of Two Idle Apprentices, written in collaboration by Charles Dickens and Wilkie Collins. The book reads as an autobiographical tour taken by the two of them in the north of Britain. The Lazy Tour takes place in the year 1857 and provides insight into the friendship and adventures of the pair of titans of Victorian literature. September 1857, wherein these presents bear date, two idle apprentices, exhausted by the long, hot summer and the long, hot work it had brought with it, ran away from their employer. They were bound to a highly notorious lady named Literature, of fair credit and repute, though it must be acknowledged, not quite so highly esteemed in the city as she might be. 
This is the more remarkable, as there is nothing against the respectable lady in that quarter, but quite the contrary. Her family, having rendered eminent service to many famous citizens of London, it may be sufficient to name Sir William Walworth, Lord Mayor under King Richard II, at the time of Wat Tyler's insurrection, and Sir Richard Whittington, which later distinguished man and magistrate was doubtless indebted to the lady's family for the gift of his celebrated cat. There is also strong reason to suppose that they rang the high gate bells for him with their own hands. The misguided young men who thus shirked their duty to the mistress from whom they had received many favors were interested by the low idea of making a perfectly idle trip in any direction. They had no intention of going anywhere in particular. They wanted to see nothing. They wanted to know nothing. They wanted to learn nothing. They wanted to do nothing. They wanted only to be idle. They took to themselves the names of Mr. Thomas Idle and Mr. Francis Goodchild. But there was not a moral pin to choose between them, and they were both idle in the last degree. Between Francis and Thomas, however, there was this difference of character. Goodchild was laboriously idle and would take upon himself any amount of pains and labor to assure himself that he was idle. In short, had no better idea of idleness than that it was useless industry. Thomas Idle, on the other hand, was an idler of the unmixed Irish or Neapolitan type, a passive idler, a born and bred idler, a consistent idler, who practiced what he would have preached if he had not been too idle to preach. The two idle apprentices found themselves, within a few hours of their escape, walking down into the north of England. That is to say, Thomas was lying in a meadow, looking at the railway trains as they passed over a distant viaduct, which was his idea of walking down into the north, while Francis was walking a mile due south.